0: Hello friends, it's been a while since I've released a new episode, but I did want to give you a little update and maybe some food for thought as we step into this new year and maybe it's your second semester with your students. So join me in this solo episode where I talk a little bit about the model I use in my leadership program and in the classroom. to the podcast, Education Unimagined, where we give students an opportunity to share their voice in a system where often their voice is unheard. I ask them to share their experience and advice on how we can improve the experience for everyone. I've been thinking a lot about how I got to this point with Peers Not Fears, I'm often talking about my model of train the trainer. And for those of you who maybe don't know what that model is, it's where an expert comes in, guides a group of individuals on the content, the material, the instruction, to the point that those individuals are able to then take what they've learned and teach it to others. I heard this a lot Maybe towards the end of my time in the classroom, but I didn't realize how much I had been implementing this program, this model, in my own teaching since I started teaching, really. I did some reflection, and I am thinking about the time when I was first teaching, and for the first 15 years, I only really taught chemistry. There were some other classes that I taught, but Chemistry is where most of my content was delivered. In the beginning, I really thought I was the expert and I had to deliver all of the material. But I quickly realized that I couldn't help every one of the students in my class, especially during labs. So I had to rely on other students to help each other. And I think that most teachers use this form of pedagogy where we deliver the information. We see that some students get the content rather quickly and other students need more support. And there are a lot of ways that we provide as educators the support to those students. And one of the ways is where we pair students up. Maybe I pair a student who understands the material rather well with a student who needs more guidance and I am one person and I see that there are other available students. I never, as a teacher, shared with those pairs of students that they were both benefiting from this pairing up. I mean, yes, the student who needed more guidance was getting more guidance, but what was the student who was providing that guidance, what were they getting? I know now that they were getting a lot. They were getting multiple leadership skills. I mean, for example, communication, confidence, listening, and those skills are universal. You're going to use them everywhere. So there's more to pairing students up than just giving one student more support. If I could go back and share that with those students who maybe were given a label of leader or smarter student, struggling student, and take those labels away and share that I want these two students who are working together to support each other, right? So I maybe am labeled the struggling student. What am I bringing to this partnership? I'm bringing so much if I know that I'm bringing something. If I'm labeled a weaker student, or let's just name it, not as smart, then I'm going to resent this pairing. I'm going to resist the work because I feel less than. And the student who is labeled leader or stronger student maybe feels too much pressure. How can I, I'm not the teacher, how can I help this student understand, right? So if we strip those labels away and we just let students know that there's a lot to be gained from each of them. I mean, I think of the zones of comfort, and I talk a lot about these in my leadership introduction, a lot of leadership coaches will talk about the zones of comfort. If you're in your comfort zone, things are really easy. That in the classroom translates to being able to solve the problem or write the paper without a whole lot of effort. If it's not challenging you, then you're not learning. So that would be your labeled smarter student or leader. I'm just going to say, it seems like you're in your comfort zone. You're probably not learning because you don't feel a little discomfort. Perhaps you can partner with student B over here who seems to be in their panic zone. The material is too hard for them to even be able to process any part of it. And they need your guidance with the content. They're in their panic zone. Help them step back into their challenge zone. And now that you're both in your challenge zone because it's no longer you who has to process the material student A, you had to step out of your comfort zone with the content to deliver it to student B. Student B is now stepping into their challenge zone for the content, but they have to communicate to you what they don't understand, how they don't understand And they have to share that in a way that you can adjust. That isn't something that you are in your comfort zone for. So we're both learning something in this partnership. So that's what it looks like in a classroom with any content. When we pair students up, my advice is to take the labels off. But then I started working as a leadership coach with a group of students at this high school the model was juniors and seniors were labeled as peer leaders and freshmen were partnered with these peer leaders to learn study skills and who doesn't need to learn study skills at any age I took what I was doing in my chemistry class by partnering kids up and I saw another opportunity for training the trainers within that leadership program. Not just training those peer leaders to work with the freshmen. Some of the seniors in that class were in their second year of the leadership program. They had skills too. So I started pairing them up with a new leader, and I also asked these more experienced leaders to demonstrate what they knew to the entire class. Tell me that doesn't put a confident student in their challenge zone. So these students have already been labeled as leaders, right? They're called peer leaders, and for the most part, they believe their leadership is working with freshmen, That may not challenge them, especially if they're in the second year of that program. So how do you level that up? How do you continue to challenge those students by using the the train-the-trainer model? If as an educator, you are still holding on to the belief that you are the expert and you are holding on to all of the content, then you're missing out on an opportunity for yourself. There is no top to any ladder. That analogy probably doesn't work so well when we think about adding a single rung to a ladder. But if we think of an extension ladder where it's pretty small and you look like you get to the top, but there's a whole other extension behind it. That's the type of ladder that we're on. We keep adding more extensions to our ladders. If you think because you have a leadership role or our students think because they have a leadership role like president, captain, maybe CEO of a business, then you believe you've gotten to the top. But in reality, there is no top to our leadership. In reality, there is no top to leadership. Leaders should be continually developing those skills. And I often will ask groups, what is the requirement to being a leader? And usually what I get in response are a variety of qualities, not a requirement. None of them are requirements. But no matter how many individuals are in these conversations with me, I'll get the same number of qualities. Because to be a leader, there is an awful lot of qualities for us to develop. If you take a minute and think about the requirement that you think a leader must have and reverse that into thinking that that is just one of the qualities, we all need to develop those skills and those qualities. And there is no top to developing a skill. I talk about basketball skills, right? You can always get better, just like leadership you can always get better. But when we put a label on leadership, like I described before, president, captain, CEO, owner, it seems like we've reached the top and we don't need to continue to develop. So we need to readjust and see leadership as something that we are consistently working on. And so these are how I model my programs. I want there to be no top. If you have mastered all of the skills that I'm talking about, then we need to find a new skill for you to work on. And there are an infinite number of skills that leaders need to work on. And even if you've mastered all of the skills we've been working on, it doesn't mean you can't get better. And who doesn't want a leader who is consistently trying to get better. I know I do. And I saw that in myself. I felt like I was a great teacher. I didn't want to be an administrator. So had I reached the top of my ladder, I felt like it. I just had to add an extension to my ladder. I'm still teaching. I'm not teaching chemistry the way I used to teach chemistry. But there's still Teaching involved in my work, teaching myself a lot. And it's not as fun to teach myself as it was to teach students because I had really mastered the skills that I was teaching them. But I'm finding opportunities to grow, and every day I'm learning something new, which is exactly what I want students that work with me to achieve. I want them to be trying something new every day. If you or somebody you know is someone who could use some of those leadership trainings, I have a great program for you. It's called the Leadership Academy. And if you search Peers Not Fears, you will come across my Leadership Academy if you haven't already Please subscribe to the podcast Unimagined for all the amazing upcoming interviews that I have on the slate. The theme music for this podcast, Unimagined, was written and produced by another fellow educator, Keith McClendon. Obstacles Imagine what they will